femme fatale. That was me, Cleopatra for you all, isn't it? Femme fatale. The name you assigned to a ruler, a ruler who ruled Egypt for 21 years, a generation before the birth of Christ. A goddess as a child, a queen at 18, at the height of my power I even controlled virtually the entire eastern Mediterranean coast, the large great kingdom of my Egypt as any Egyptian ruler. A capable, clear-eyed sovereign, I knew how to build a fleet, suppress an insurrection and control the currency. Do you have any idea about my power of perseverance? I lost my kingdom once, regained it, nearly lost it again, amassed an empire, lost it all. For a fleeting moment, I even held the fate of the western world in my hands. Can you tell me any other female ruler of this caliber? And you call me femme fatale? You can't deny my feminine nature too. I had a child with a married man, that is the Julius Caesar, the powerful emperor of Rome, and three children with another. Do you know that though I was a pharaoh of Egypt, but I was not an Egyptian? I was the last of the Macedonian Greek dynasty that ruled Egypt from the time of Alexander the Great death in 323 BCE to about 30 BCE. I was the only one of my family who learned to speak the Egyptian language. I was well versed with more than half dozen to a dozen other languages. I was an educated, intellectual and capable administrator. Still, I nonetheless had to survive as a wanton temptress. This is not the first time a genuinely powerful woman has been transmuted into a shamelessly seductive one. I elicited scorn and envy in equal and equally distorting measure. Let me tell you, my story was constructed as such a male fear as a fantasy. My power was immediately misrepresented because for one man's historical purposes, they need me to have reduced to an object, abject slavery. Ultimately, everyone from Michelangelo to Brett got a crack at me. Femme fatale. <laughs> you know, when Julius Caesar arrived in Alexandria, Alexandria days after Pompey's murder and stayed in the Ptolemy's palace, that is my own palace, I was in exile because of my brother-turned-husband, my co-ruler. Only because of him. From the desert, I engineered a clandestine return, skirting enemy lines and Roman barricades, arriving after dark inside a sturdy sack. Over the succeeding months, I stood at Caesar's side, pregnant with his child, while he battled my brother's troops. Do you think I wooed Caesar with 
that clandestine written in a sack i was 21 then and caesar was about 52 at that time that was the only way i could get back to my throne i could capture power from my inexperienced but power seeking brother my own husband he still was a teenager then next 18 years i ruled egypt the most fertile country in the mediterranean my subjects were to, troubled with plague and famine at that time i ruled i wanted my subjects to prosper in spite of knowing the fact that i could be removed at any time by rome deposed by my own subjects undermined by my own advisors or stabbed poisons and dismembered by my own family only because of me being a woman i ruled the two constituencies those days the greek elite who initially viewed me as a disfavor and the native egyptian to whom i was a divinity and a pharaoh I had my life in full. Not only did I command an army and navy, negotiate with foreign powers and preside over temples, I also dispensed justice and regulated an economy. For my subjects, I was the beneficent guardian. My reign is notable for the absence of revolts in Egyptian countryside. quite than it had been for a century and a half but can anything good be said of a woman who lived with the two most powerful men one after other possibly but not in an age when rome controlled the narrative my rule was during at one of the most dangerous intersections in history that wom- that of woman and power but from the roman point of view i enslaved both caesar and antony already it was a zero sum game a woman's authority spelled a man's deception men can't treat women well even if she is a ruler if not given an assurance that the woman is under their control after antony's death i realized that octavian can never treat me as anything but an enemy i sent my son cesarian to hide near the red sea so that he could grow to a proper ruler and not to be killed by octavian but but i didn't succeed I had no way other than to commit suicide. I was taken captive. I didn't want to be ill-treated by the Romans, the traitors, and hence arranged for a poisonous snake and asp. I allowed the asp to bite me. Do you know how painful a death by the bite of an Egyptian asp is? But I didn't want to die easily, you know. I wished to be with Antony after life and arranged both of us to be buried together. This ended my dead life. 
Cleopatra, far off Egypt at 39 years of age. The Romans were cruel. No surprise while they tainted my name. But I'm not a femme fatale as you all think. I'm a woman of bloody pharaoh of Egypt. A powerful woman. There are many women in folk tales, myths and in history who were extraordinarily beautiful and highly virtuous, extraordinarily brilliant and clever, extraordinarily powerful and kind, extraordinarily strategically motivated to build a dynasty. They were also so strong so strong in fact that no calamity could diminish their spiritual aura it is no wonder that we are still hold them in the heights of regard and worship them for their own salvation today in this third episode of stories of epic women i am introducing the pharaoh cleopatra who enchanted me and still inspires me happy listening femme fatale that was me cleopatra for you all isn't it femme fatale the name you assign to a ruler a ruler who ruled the great egypt for 21 long years that to in a generation before the birth of christ a goddess as a child a queen at 18 at the height of my power i even controlled virtually the entire eastern mediterranean coast the last great kingdom of any egyptian ruler a capable clear-eyed sovereign i knew how to build a fleet suppress an insurrection and control the currency do you have any idea about my power or perseverance i lost my kingdom once they gained it nearly lost it again amassed an empire lost it all for a fleeting moment i even held the fate of the western world in my hands can you tell me any other female ruler of this caliber and still you call me femme fatale you can't deny my feminine nature too I had a child with a married man that is Julius Caesar the powerful emperor of Rome and I had three children with another emperor Do you know that though I was a pharaoh of Egypt but I was not an Egyptian I was the last of the Macedonian Greek dynasty that ruled Egypt from the time of Alexander the Great's death in 323 BCE to about 30 BCE I was the only one of my family who learned to speak the Egyptian language I was well versed with more than half dozen to a dozen other languages I was an educated intellectual and a capable administrator Still I nonetheless had to survive as a wanton temptress 
this is not the first time a genuinely powerful woman has been transmuted into a shamelessly seductive one i elicited scorn and envy in equal and equally distorting measure let me tell you my story was constructed as much of male fear as of fantasy my power was immediately misrepresented because for one man's historical purposes the need me to have reduced to abject slavery ultimately everyone from michelangelo got a crack at me fam fatel hmm you know when julius caesar arrived in alexandria days after pompey's murder and stayed in the ptolemy's palace that is my own palace i was in exile because of my brother turned husbands my core rulers stupidity from the desert i engineered a clandestine return skirting enemy lines and roman barricades arriving after dark inside a sturdy sack over the succeeding months i stood at caesar's side pregnant with this child while he battled my brother's troops do you think i would see sir with that clandestine return in a sack i was just 21 then and caesar was about 52 he has seen his life by then that was the only way i could get back my throne i could capture power from my inexperienced but power-seeking brother turned husband He still was a teenager then. Next 18 years I ruled Egypt, the most fertile country in the Mediterranean. My subjects were troubled with plague and famine at that time. I ruled. I wanted my subjects to proper prosper in spite of knowing the fact that I could be removed at any time by Rome, deposed my own subjects undermined by my own advisers or stabbed poisoned and dismembered by my own family only because of me being a woman i ruled the two constituencies then the greek elite who initially viewed me with disfavor and the native egyptians to whom i was a divine and a pharaoh I had my life in full. Not only did I command an army and navy, negotiate with foreign powers and preside over temples, I also dispensed justice and regulated an economy. For my subjects, I was the beneficent guardian. My reign is notable for the absence of revolts in the Egyptian countryside, quieter than it had before for a century and a half. But can anything good be said for of a woman who lived with the two most powerful men one after other possibly but not in an age when Rome controlled the narrative My rule was during at one of the most dangerous intersections in history that of woman and power but from the roman point of view i just enslaved both caesar and antony their rulers already it was a zero sum game for me 
men can't treat women well even if she is a ruler if not given an assurance that the woman is under their control after antony's death i realized that octavian can never treat me as anything but an enemy i sent my son caesar into hide near the red sea so that he could grow to a proper ruler and not to be killed by octavian but i didn't succeed in saving my son i had no way other than to commit suicide i was taken captive i didn't want to be ill treated by the romans the traitors hence arranged for a poisonous snake and as i allowed the asp to bite me do you know how painful a death by the bite of an egyptian asp is but but i didn't want to die easily i wished to be with antony after life and arranged both of us to be buried together this ended my life cleopatra far of egypt had died at 39 years of age the romans were cruel no surprise why they tainted my name but i couldn't survive a ruler a pharaoh for egypt but i was powerful i was a powerful pharaoh of egypt friends today we are listening to the story of theodora born in 497 ce and died in 548 ce in constantinople the current istanbul turkey she was the empress of byzantine wife of emperor justinian i the most powerful woman in byzantine history she was She was an Eastern Roman empress by marriage to Emperor Justinian. She became empress upon Justinian's accession in 527 and was one of his chief advisers, albeit from humble origins. Her intelligence and political acumen made her Justinian's most trusted advisor and enabled her to use the power and influence of her office to work for women and normal people happy listening my lords the present occasion is too serious to allow me to follow the convention that a woman should not speak in a man's council Those whose interests are threatened by extreme danger should think only of the wisest course of action not of conventions in my opinion flight is not the right course even if it should bring us to safety it is impossible for a person having been born into this world not to die but for one who has reigned it is intolerable to be a fugitive may i never be deprived of this purple robe and may i never see the day when those who meet me do not call me empress 
if you wish to save yourself my lord there is no difficulty we are rich over there is the sea and yonder are the ships yet reflect for a moment whether when you have once escaped to a place of security you would not gladly exchange such safety for death as for me i agree with the adage that royal purple is the noblest shroud friends there were two rival political factions in our byzantine empire the blues and the greens who started a riot in january 532 during a chariot race in the hippodrome constantinople in ancient turkey the rioters set many public buildings on fire and proclaimed a new emperor hippatius the nephew of former emperor anastasius i unable to control the mob my husband justinian the emperor's emperor justinian and the officials prepared to flee at a meeting of the government council i spoke out against leaving the palace and underlined the significance of someone who died as a ruler instead of living as an exile in exile or in hiding i even mentioned royal purple is the noblest shroud as you all heard before i even mentioned to the emperor that his counselors urging to reflect for a moment whether when you have once escaped to a place of security you would not gladly ex- exchange such safety for death i was not royal by birth friends my father acacius was a bear keeper at the hippodrome and historic architecture in constantinople i was kind of forced to become an actress and a prostitute while still young leading an unconventional life at the age of 16 i traveled to north africa as a concubine of a syrian official named hesebolus when he went to the libyan pentapolis as a gana i stayed with him for almost 4 years <laughs> but he then abandoned me and even maltreated me on my way back to the constantinople i settled down for a while in alexandria in egypt and i accidentally met timothy 3 who was a neophyte and it was at that time i converted to myophyte christianity do you know even after the emperor justinian sought to marry me he could not a very old roman law from constantine's time prevented anyone of senatorial rank from marrying an actress like me i made them pass a new law which decreed that reformed actresses could thereafter legally marry outside the rank if approved by the emperor the same law stated that daughters of these actresses would also be free to marry a man of any rank which allowed my daughter out of wedlock to marry one of the previous emperor's relatives 
when Justinian succeeded to the throne in 527 two years after our marriage i was crowned as augusta and became empress of the eastern roman empire i even shared in his plans and political strategies participated in state councils and justinian called me his partner in my deliberations i even had my own court and official entourage my influence in political affairs was very decisive which ultimately gave me the opportunity to guide the emperor and his counselors who was decided to flee during the nikar revolt of january 532 you just listen to my speech on that day the two political factions in constantinople the blues and the greens united in their opposition to the government and set up a rival emperor justinian sadduces urged him to flee I resisted and I advised him to stay and save his empire whereupon my friend Justinian's general Belisarius herded the rioters into the hippodrome and cut them into pieces following the Nikar revolt we rebuilt and reformed Constantinople building or rebuilding aqueducts bridges and more than 25 churches friends i am the first ruler to recognize the rights of women passing strict laws to prohibit the traffic in young girls and altering the divorce laws to give greater benefits to women and my name is mentioned in nearly all the laws passed during that period I even used to receive foreign envoys and corresponded with foreign rulers functions usually reserved for the emperor friends Just imagine just imagine what would have happened if i just lived my life of empress as per conventions we need to stand up and courageous and be courageous to break conventions if we need to progress in our society listen there are more to do even in this 21st century there are more to do after me after my rule in 6th century not many changes are incorporated in the society you people have much more to do come out of your conventional life the lines of controls come forward and fight for women around you the future generations they are human beings 50% of the human beings are women will you work for them as i did will you work for them as i did tell me yes or no tell me yes or no